Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 21, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. You can catch us on Wednesday evenings on Facebook and YouTube throughout the season. Uh, evening, Richie. Uh, well, we saw um, a massive amount of one-sided um, battles and a disappointing Warriors performance in horrible weather that Paul had to sit through with me. Um, how was your weekend, and what did you think of the round? Evening, Brad. Yeah, it was a funny old round, wasn't it, with the very high scores and one-sided games. Obviously, the Warriors game was a bit of a disappointment, but nice that you got to catch up with Paul. But how are you doing? You're looking you're looking nice and streamlined. Yes. So um, as you guys all know, we were um, raising money for, for cancer. Um, and to do so, I was going to shave my head, and I did that on Friday. Um, probably not the best time with the, the weather we had, and um, knowing that I was about to sit through um, two games of football in horrible conditions at Mount Smart, but um, bit the bullet and did it, and um, we raised, um, I think it was $2,023, so super well stoked. Um, well but yeah, so currently pretty much living in a beanie until tonight when I decided to to show you guys that I actually went through with it. Um, but yeah, it was great. And um, I see we got Mikey and Simon in. Um, Paul's going to be with us. Um, he's just away from his desk at the moment, but he will be popping out, I believe, um, <laughs> later on. But yeah, there he is there. So, um, so I was grabbing a all good. I'm just going to do the quick rundown and then we'll jump straight into talking to you about the game, Paul. So um, while we're here, while we're here on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., we'll catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of round 18 and an update on our tips. We'll then pre- um, answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we got for each other. We'll then preview round nine and make our picks before ending the night with a bit of Super League. So um, where are we going? Yeah, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump straight into the top stories of the week, which we are starting with Paul. So um, as we mentioned last week, Paul was coming to join me at the Warriors game, Um, his first live Warriors game. Um, Couldn't have picked a better night for it, Paul. 
what do you think and how was your game day experience? Oh, look, it was, um, it was, it, it was, the weather was horrible, let's be blunt. Um, so, um, so from that point of view, it wasn't great because it was, it was, because um, it was wet. Um, the, um, but I was up there for, for two reasons, obviously. First off, to um, see you, uh, to help you rate, help you uh, video you um, raising money for Shape for a Cure. And uh, as Richie said, you're looking uh, rather streamlined on the, on the top there now. No, no mullet anymore. Or, um, <laughs> The, uh, and uh, congratulations! You raised two thousand and twenty-three dollars. I do need to put another fifty dollars in there, so I will. I, will uh, I think you can still donate, folks. Um, I will just uh, throw that link into the live chat. But congratulations, Brad, on raising over two thousand um, dollars for um, the uh, breast. Uh, so for, for the cancer research and awareness, which does shape for a cure. So fantastic effort um, by you there. Um, Wayne Brown really should buy a roof for the stadium. Oh, hell yes. Um, the um, the th- th- that was definitely one that I was um, I was thinking is yeah look buy the stadium put a proper roof in it like they've done down in um, Dunedin um, and uh, and let's have um, let's have a, a look at that um, match day experience as I said to you we we got there for the pregame um, so we were there way way early um, before yeah before about five thirty I think it was around five or before five thirty really wasn't it yeah. Um, because we, yeah, we went for the New South Wales Cup game, which kicked off at 5 30. Um, so and I, I thought that's like, look, it felt busier or as busy as a um, as like a super game, uh, at that time of um, and we're, we're talking way, way, way before um, it's um, it actually uh, it actually kicks off. Look, the crowd was really good, um, the atmosphere for New Zealand, and I'll explain that in a second, um, was good. Um, the thing is, Kiwi crowds don't know how to chant. Um, I don't know if the um, if it's a bit different in the football for the Phoenix. Um, Richie, I think you've been to a Phoenix game down there in Wellington, haven't you? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. So there's a bit of, there's, there's, so there's a bit of singing, a bit of chanting there. But in all rugby and rugby league games, they they, a bit of singing, a bit of chanting would be um, um, would, would would be really kind of cool to me to add, add to the atmosphere. Singing's for soccer players, Paul. You know. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, you get look, you, you get it at Twickenham, you get it, you, know, you get it at all the rugby union, and you'll get it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you get rugby league grounds in the UK as well. Um, English rugby union and rugby league players are just as useless as soccer players, so <laughs> it all kind of floats together. Um, um, but I just think that's the atmosphere. But no, look, look, a good crowd, good atmosphere um, from that. Even even though um, they were, um, they they had a struggling game. Let's be honest. Um, there was the um, there was the kind of uh, bit of an exodus. Kind of ten minutes before the end, or if it was, um, which is you, you Warriors shuffle normal. was in effect. Yep, yep. Um, I actually noticed there was quite a um, a decline in the crowd at halftime. So I think there was a lot of people that at halftime just decided the weather was too much, um, which was understandable. You know, um, it, it it was not great. Um, I don't know how it was for you driving all the way back to Waihee, but I didn't enjoy walking driving the fifteen minutes home. So. <laughs> Um, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, look. Um, the it, it, yeah. I mean, it took two days for my shoes to dry out um, from from that one. Um, the uh, on and um, look, Robbie um, goes. Paul, how cold were you? It wasn't actually that cold. Okay, two things here. One is I wear long um, long johns and long sleeve thermals um, for this. I've also got a a, um, a sheep fleece liner um, for uh, my. Um, 
uh, for my coat as well. So, um, look, I, I, I survive these sort of things pretty well. Um, it was less fun to see one of my hands was dyed black from the black of the uh, from my, from my, because my, my gloves got that wet. Um, and uh, it took, yeah, it took a day for my gloves to dry out in front of the fire. Uh, it, yeah, it was very wet. And look, unless you are a dedicated fan, why the hell are you there in all in that weather? God help you. I mean, well done to everyone who was there. Um, it doesn't help that Brad sits in the most ludicrous seats. Um, <laughs> My seats are amazing. Um, and, and they're, they're not covered. They're on the halfway no. line. I'm much for watching again from behind the sticks where you can see the shape of the attack, the shape of the defence. Sure, it means that part half the game's at the end of the pitch, but I like being behind the posts. Um, so if you're going to be in, a, in, in an open open stand, be behind the posts, please. Don't be on the, on the halfway line where you can't really tell what's going on. I like the halfway line, and I like being oh, behind yes. the, the interchange. Me too. Me too. Yeah, you're you're insulting my seats that I've had for like eighteen years, Paul. You know, you need a banter with the bench, though, was there? Was there was no there's no um, there's no banter towards the bench. And by the way, Simon, Rotorua International Stadium is way way colder than Mount Smart. Mount Smart oh, is yeah. wet, but it wasn't that cold. Yeah, and um, there's more banter when it's um, not so wet, Paul. You know. People were just trying to survive. Um, the ben- the banter from those seats is at half time when the refs are going up the tunnel, and yeah. you've got easy access to go yell at them over the over the railing. Yeah. The, um, but... um and um, uh, Robbie's saying, can someone start a GoFundMe to get Paul a Warriors jersey? Um, yeah, the which kind of one. It's called um, patreoncom radio. So go on there and support the station. Um, and uh, support the uh, support the channel, folks, and um, maybe I can uh, get a Warriors jersey. Yeah, they're, they're expensive, James. <laughs> yeah. Um, Enjoy yeah, the Patreon, so, Greg. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, um, it was great that you you came up for it. Um, not the best weather, but it is, like I said before, we went on. On yeah, um, you're not really a, a proper Warriors fan if you're not going to a, a wet game and watching a loss. So you've kind of ticked that off the bucket list. So next time, go in good weather for a win, and you'll be onto a winner. But um, and look, I, I look from match experience. Look, the, the, the food you get at Eden Park is shite. Let's be blunt. Yep. Um, yes, and, I've been um, telling you how bad Eden Park is for ages. Oh, I tell you, really. Eden Park's one of the is, is a horrible stadium. Um, and the fact that they Garden of Eden was kind of rubbish and. Oh, it's not home of rugby bollocks. Um, but um, so it says last, <laughs> um, last Friday, Rebel Sports sold out of Warriors jerseys in Rotorua. There you go. Um, the um, uh, But the, the look, having the food vans there is a great idea. Um, yeah. And uh, you can also get I mean, amazing. Uh, uh, well, my last time at Eden Park, you could basically you had basically two choices of beer, mid-strength or normal spates. Um, whereas you've got um, Spates, Lion Red, uh, Panhandle, if you like your craft beers, and the range of beers is also much better. Um, so, um, yeah, we're really impressed by with kind of the food and um, beverage options um, there, and, uh, and and the crowds are good as well. Which is, oh, look, it was a, it was, it was it's a, it's a fun day out um, as long as it's not pissing it down. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, we, me and Richie have been in many of those situations where you're sitting there oh, going, yeah. "Why there?" Why the hell are we here? Like, why are we getting wet? I've got a nice, I've got Sky at home, nice warm house. 
Um, but you you still go anyway. Um, yeah, it, it's all part of it. Um, I just need to invest in a better poncho because I was soaked through before the first game kicked off. So <laughs> um, I'm investing in a new poncho, I think. But um, we may as well move on. Cheers, Paul. I don't know if you're you're sticking around or if you're you're leaving. Um, I, might, I might be around a little bit. We'll see. All right. Um, how, how do um, I find um, crowds um, compared to you? Look at a at a sort of club game. The crowds are better because because there's more of them uh, for for the ground. But if you're talking about, uh, but to me, um, it was pretty similar um, to a, an All Blacks game in the fact of the amount of singing, the amount of noise you made. Um, obviously, in an All Blacks game, you've got forty five thousand, you've got twice many twice many people, so it's a bit louder. Um, but uh, but but I would say that they're not that different. And let's be honest, a lot of leagues like Union, a lot of Union um, fans like League. So uh, to my mind, yeah, it's they're not that different. Um, at the end of the day, I think if it was a if if it was a Tonga game, then I notice a difference. Um, but as far as a, a Warriors one, yeah, I don't think that that much different than a than an All Blacks crowd, um, to be honest. Yeah. Right. Hinger, do you regret going on Friday? No, you never, never regret going to Warriors game. What a never. stupid question. <laughs> no, I, I've been to an American football game in snow. I can handle rain. It's it's fine. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind. Um, if we had regular snow games here, it might be different. Uh, but no, I always, you know, you pay good money for your season tickets, so you got to go to every game. Um, rain, hail, or shine. Um, just yeah. hopefully more shine than than rain and hail. Well, um, we may as well move on, uh, Richie, since um, we took up a big space there. Um, but first one, I just threw it in before I gave you, uh, after I gave you the show notes, so I'll catch you off guard. But we've kind of talked about it quite a lot. But um, Sean Johnson um, looks likely to miss this week's game um, due to the pending arrival of his second child. Um, yep. He has been named. Um, but assistant coach Justin Morgan um, confirmed in an interview today that Sean and his partner Kayla are meeting a specialist tomorrow. Um, but we'll definitely know for sure what's going on by Friday when the team flies out. Um, it all all signs are pointing to him not playing, um, which is disappointing, but completely understand. Um, I feel like you, you you put your family first until it's like elimination finals or grand final time and then you see the players kind of change yeah. um but yeah um i can't really have much say on it as the uh childless one of the podcast so um i can let you fill in more um due to you having the the children's yeah i was talking with my son about this actually yesterday and he said um he said surely you wouldn't uh, miss miss a game for that. <laughs> so man after my uh, own heart. Yeah, coming coming from my own offspring. So, uh, but I I understand though having been to all of my kids' childbirths. So, um, I'm just thankful that if we're going to miss SJ, it's in a game where we're playing a team missing all their best players as well. But I wouldn't put my house on that making a difference because as we've seen. A couple of times this year, us playing a de depleted side doesn't necessarily doesn't really mean help. we get doesn't necessarily mean we get the result. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, something happens and he can play. But if not, um, the main thing is that um, the kid comes out fit and healthy. 
that's yeah. what game matters. So um, next bit, my my annual section of um, stick it in into the dragons. Um, interim coach of the dragons, Ryan Cars, urged all dragons players to exit the club if they don't want to adhere to the class or the club standards. Two parts of this, Richie. Um, one, should the guy that isn't in charge next year be saying this? And two, if that's the case, why force Ben Hunt to stay? Yeah, I mean... I understand what he's saying. Yes, but. yeah. I very much understand what he's saying, especially at a club that where they're really struggling. So um, him being the interim coach there now, he's he's going he's gonna to have his own standards that he's that he wants the playing group to live up to. So from that point of view, I understand. Um, yeah, I mean, on the Ben Hunt thing, I'm, like I kind of said last week, I'm glad they dug their heels in because... Oh, nice, we're up to 2073. That, is that you, Paul? Well done. Yeah, it's um, well, from mum and dad from the UK, actually. They, they, they couldn't get their credit card to work, so I had to do it myself. So 50 bucks. Thank you very, very much. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, so I, I I can see where Ryan Carr's coming from. You know, they, they've still got a season to finish off and embarrassment of a wooden spoon to try and avoid. So, you know, lift your standards everywhere, I, I, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just It just feels weird that, like, they've got a guy that says, I don't want to be there anymore, and they're like, no, you have to stay. And then the coach is out saying, if you don't want to be here, just go. It's like two two different arguments. Um, but, yeah, you, you're going to be trying to do whatever you can to try to get some resemblance of a performance out of this um, yeah. this club right now. Yeah. Um, right, moving from one disaster club to another, um, with all eyes on Freddie Fittler's coaching role at New South Wales, uh, Paul Gallen, Andrew Johns, Craig Bellamy and Matty Johns have all come out and advised that they're not interested in becoming um, coach if Fittler's let go. Um, you're the New South Welshman here. Um, it seems like no one wants this job. So do you think that means Fitler's going to be um, continuing on um, win or loss this next week? I, you know what? I, I think there's probably a good chance that he might. Um, I don't know if a, a clean sweep changes that, but tell me who. Tell me who you think. Would fill that would fill that void if all those net players or all those potential coaches you listed have ruled themselves out. I would I would welcome Bellamy back for another shot at it. He's done it once before, but we know his credentials as a coach. If he doesn't want it, I'm struggling to think of any other coaches who I'd want to put in Fitler's place. Yeah, um, I think the week you weren't um, on the show, you asked that question to me, yes. and I couldn't think of anyone. I think yeah. I did. So I think the only name I put up was really Bellamy. Um, you've got guys like Ricky Stewart, but they've already said they want a, a coach that isn't coaching in NRL. Um, yeah. It's like Stephen so, Kearney, like Simon says. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would love that, to be honest. Um, if it keeps Queensland winning, I'm all for it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems uh, we'll, we'll we'll go into it more when we talk about the team namings. But, um, 
Yeah, we'll move on. It's still Origin. Um, the NRL are apparently um, reviewing the Origin schedule at the end of the season, but they don't really have a say because Channel 9 calls the shots. Um, I think I, I was talking with someone yesterday saying, like, I can't think of another sports competition that bastardizes its own product for the sake of a separate um, exhibition. Um, like all the other sports in the world, when they want to do these clashes, they shut their competition down. Yeah. Um, but the NRL is the only one that seems to try to deliver a less stand, uh, a less um, entertaining product for the sake of a game, which isn't that exciting anymore. Um, as a um, as a biased Kiwi um, that doesn't really care who wins or loses. Um, yeah, it just seems weird. Um, I. I don't know how they make it better, but um, when you have a team that loses like six or seven players to Origin, um, effectively sometimes for two weeks, it really it as a paying member of that club, are you that interested in watching the reserves all playing for two weeks? Um, I don't know. Um, we as Warriors fans don't have to worry about that because our players don't normally get picked. So. Mm. Um, yeah, what's your take? Do you think nine will make any changes? I assume they're not that happy that it's a dead rubber, but yeah, that's the risk of sport. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't. I don't know. What what do you what are your options really? I mean, having a a rep break and just playing the games in consecutive weeks, maybe, and bring bring forward the start of the season. Um. I know Super Rugby starts around February, so there's an option. But, yeah, I I can see from the point of view of wanting to stop the competition to to play the rep footy or have the rep footy outside of the season because from an NRL club's standpoint, we're okay for the team we support, but... um, if you support a Broncos or a or Panthers pa- or pa- yeah, I mean, you could say Panthers, but they still seem to win somehow, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you, yeah, you, you're not seeing your superstars play for, you know, a few games in the middle of the season. There, So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I, I've said it multiple times on the show. I still think uh, like an international window break, where you do origin and then why you're doing origin, you stop the NRL, but you pull in the Kiwis, Tonga. Yeah, that's um, the I know, the, I know New South Wales has the issue that if they bring out Samoa, will some of their players decide not to play? Um, you'd normally say no, but at the moment, would you rather have a chance of winning as Samoa or just lose as New South Wales? You know, it, I don't know. I don't know what it is. One, one um, pays significantly more. That's true. Well, then that's, yeah, another case. Um, if they sorted out the international payments um, mm. to be a bit more competitive with Origin. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it will just be the same. I think we'll we'll hear at the end of the year that the status quo will remain. So um, yeah. when that happens, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, interesting little bit of news. Um, with the sacking of Justin Holbrook that we discussed last week, it's believed that David Fafida and Big Tino had clauses in their contract which had made them free agents um, at their second, uh, at the second of the coach. Um, the Titan CEO would not comment on the rumour, 
basically saying like the contracts are private between club and player. Um, apparently, the Raiders have already reached out to David Fafita again and increased their offer. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Apparently, if you believe the rumors, one of the big reasons Fafita remained at Gold Coast was because of Holbrook. So if Holbrook's not there, potentially, you know, um, he might give up that horrible living conditions of Gold Coast for the mighty sunny tropics of Canberra. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but what's your take on that? It's an interesting... Do you think that if they... They obviously would have known that clauses in that contract. you think that potentially would have been something that would have kept Holbrook um, around? Um, if two of your better players potentially could walk out the front door? Yeah, I mean, potentially, but they they still struggle for consistent results even with those two players there anyway. So True. Um, maybe they're looking at it from a point of view of trying to get a coach that's going to change something in their culture. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what develops out of that. I'm just hoping neither of those guys ends up in a Broncos jersey. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that will happen. Um, but yeah, I see. Uh, Jacko said um, he'd love the Warriors to make a big play for Tino. Um, I know it'd be a long shot and likely don't have the cap, but worth a go. Yeah, they've tried to get him before, um, and he said no. But yeah, I think it's it'd be all about the cap space. Um, but he'd be a, a nice player to have um he probably wouldn't get to play a lot for us though i'd expect he'd get the warriors treatment and be suspended a lot um yeah yeah but yeah be interesting times we're obviously going to keep um and simon said uh david needs to stay in gold coast the raiders shouldn't be burning money they don't have yeah well they they got that jack white money now now that he's leaving um so that's the first thing i thought was the money that they they've got um we're um a bit and paul's just said he noticed some calls were questionable for the weekend at the warriors game don't don't even get that started paul you that's know, standard paul that's, that's standard that's just normal that's <laughs> that's part for the but, course <laughs> um but yeah segueing from um some questionable calls the referee that made those calls has been named the official for origin game three next week um, he's been rewarded. So um, Ashley Klein um, getting the origin. There was a lot of complaints about him in the last origin. So I was surprised he got the call up again, but congrats, I guess. Um, what's your take on Ashley Klein getting the getting the gig for origin, Richie? Who else would you give it to, really? they Ziggy. They all make mistakes, mate. It's, it's just part of being a ref. We've got such a ref, ref bashing culture nowadays, and we're a part of it. I know, um, but yes. Yeah, do you want me to just screenshot some of the texts <laughs> I get from you during games? Hey, I'll admit we're part of it. But yeah, who else? Yeah, I don't know. He's. I guess you could say he's one of the better ones. <laughs> when you look at the quality overall, one of the better of a bad bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there were too many bad calls in the Warriors game. Um, Paul's just being, you know, one-eyed Warriors supporter now. Um, <laughs> there were still a few bad ones, but there was some, um, there was some decent, um, like tricky calls that he had to make. That watching back on replays, 
live and in the moment, I thought he was wrong. But looking back, it was like, ah, oh, nah, he got it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's probably more the miss. I oh, and he Paul's just coming. He was thinking about the card. Yeah, the card was was rubbish. Um, yeah, that, we can talk about that when we review the the, the game. You, you're taking me off script. Um, before we get into the last big bit of news that kind of came out today, Tommy Turbo is back in hospital again, Richie. Um, yep. He suffered an infection after his pec surgery. Um, poor kid can't catch a break. Um, hopefully he gets through that. Um, but what's your take? Is he cursed or, or what? There's something there, mate. He, I don't know. Let's review his, his uh, you know, his training regime and his vitamins and make sure he's drinking enough milk. I don't know. He keeps breaking. I don't. He might be just one of those guys. We had one, Ben Henry, had to retire early. Yeah, um, we've seen it with a, with a number of players. They just get unlucky. So Nathaniel Roach, Man. yeah, Nathaniel Roach. I, I hope Tommy Turbo uh, f- finds an injury free back end of his career because he he deserves it. He's he's had a tough tough go of things. I'd like to see him just get through one season. That's yeah, all. that's what I'm yeah. looking for. One full season. Um, but yeah, last bit of news before we get into origin signings and whatnot. Um, the battle of the RLPA agreement um, has taken another turn today um, with the NRL players advising that they're not going to take part in media from tomorrow. Um, that includes pre-match interviews, post-match interviews, and so on and so forth. Um, there is some asterisks, uh, asterisks on it. Um, they'll continue to do media for their club when required and will be open to interviews from Monday to Wednesday unless it's an origin week. Um, this is all basically stemming from the NRL's staunch approach to not adjust the deal they've got on the table. So the, the NRL said we're not budging, so now the NRL players um, want to get away from the media. Some players like Jerome Luai and that, it's probably better that they don't anyway. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. But what's your take on it? it I think feel like the the players are pushing and doing all this stuff i don't um i don't think they're going to get anywhere i think the nrl uh, won't budge because they don't need to the the nrl players have been threatening since before the season started on all the stuff they were going to do they haven't done anything um the season's almost finished so they've already shown the nrl that they're still going to go out there and play and Mm. do everything that um, the NRL want them to do so um, they really needed to come out and like do a uh, we're not playing type approach right from the start and they may have got some traction but what's your take uh, I see Jacko's mentioned that um, Clint Newton's um, Harley a top negotiator is way out of his depth yeah mm. this is way too big a thing they're trying to do um, for for him to, to handle in my opinion but it makes for interesting reading yeah, it's an interesting play on on the RLPA's part. I, they, I guess, they know the media that the players do. The the players in the NRL are quite accessible, you know, pre, post game, uh, during the game, and I guess their thinking is that enhances the NRL's um, TV product a lot. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see during the game uh, what what they're um, TV experiences like without all of that extra stuff. 
Yeah, and Simon's got a message here saying, I say from my understanding, Peter Volandis is not happy with the free-to-air coverage of the NRL when it comes to promotions with free-to-air channels. Yeah, um, there's a whole lot there. I I, I can't stand Peter Volandis myself. So um, he does seem like the type of guy that's not going to budge because he doesn't need to. And unfortunately, the NRL is an environment where there's a new star every, every year. Mm. Um, so it's not like you're pinning all your hopes on like the top 10 players of the NRL. And if they're not there, the competition's falling apart. You know, we've seen some, some big guys like Cam Smith and all that retire. And we don't really talk about them anymore because there's all these yeah. other players. It's the nature of the beast. It's a big competition. If a player disappears, a new one takes their place. Um, it, it's harsh, but true. Um, players are all cogs in the big machine here and um when one gets a bit squeaky you remove it put a new one in and it keeps going like normal um sucks sucks for the players but it's the nature of business unfortunately Mm. um as as a little a little cog in a big machine myself i know so um yeah it is what it is but um that was really all the news i had richie so we might as well get into the origin teams that were announced. Um, I'll see if I pause left us. I'll see if I can figure out how to do this properly. Did that work? Well yep, done. It worked like a boss. So I'll let you um, rattle off the losing team squad, and then I'll I'll, I'll talk about Queensland. Right here we go. James Tedesco is uh, fullback and captain still. Brian Tor, Josh Adokar on the wings, Stephen Crichton and Bradman Best in selection. Uh, much talked about call that one. Uh, Cody Walker gets a recall in place of Jerome Luai. Mitch Moses will be the halfback. Jake Trevojevic has been named to return uh, alongside Regan Campbell-Gillard in the front row. Damien Cook, Hooker, Liam Martin, Keon Kalormatangi, uh, edge back rollers and Cam Murray, uh, the lock this time around. Uh, Isaiah Yo, Jacob Saifidi, Reese Robson, Clint Gutherson, Scotty Drinkwater, and Spencer Lenu. So there's a few, few new caps in there. Yeah. And then for Queensland, we've got AJ Brimson replacing Walshie at fullback, uh, Xavier Coates and Murray Talangi on the wings, Valentine Holmes and the Hammer in the centres, uh, Munster and Cherry Evans in the halves. Uh, Ruben Cotter and Big Tino front row with Harry Grant at hook. Fafida and Jeremiah Nanai at second row, Pat Carrigan at lock. Then we've got Ben Hunt, Lindsay Collins, um, Fotowaka, uh, Fotoweka, sorry, um, and Corey Horsburgh. Um, interchange with Tommy Dearden and Jermaine Hopgood is the extendeds. So um, pretty close to what they played in last time, Richie. Uh, a few yeah. new ones in. But um yeah, I guess all the talk has been about New South Wales. Um, we kind of talked about it um, last time that we kind of expected a few changes just due to, you know, got to throw darts at the board and see what sticks in this type of environment. Um, yeah. It's not a bad team um, within reason. Yeah. You know, there is a few questionable uh, calls like um, having Gutho and Reese Robson on the bench. Yeah. Seems a bit counterintuitive. I'm biased. I was happy to see Gutho get a call up because it's like that's another eel player that won't yeah. be playing this week. Yeah. So, sure. um, yeah. um, 
yeah, from a New South Wales point of view, there's things I do like about it and things I don't like about it. Um, I'm a fan of the way Keon Kalomatangi plays in the back row, and I, I wanted to see him get a shot. He had his injury troubles earlier on. Um, Bradman Best is an interesting one. I, I think there, there's probably other people I, I would have looked at before him, but uh, that is what it is. Like I like that they've put Scott Drinkwater and Gutherson in the team because they're in really good form. I, I just might have had one of them starting in place of Tedesco, who's really in not in good form. Yeah, um, and I like I like Murray, so I like that they've moved a little bit away from the Panthers' monopoly on on the starting lineup. Um, and I think I think um, Cody Walker's earned another shot. He's been playing really well for a couple of years now. So yeah, and I think the way he played, the way he played in the um, weekend. Um, was definitely a, a well-worthy um, indicator of him deserving a call-up. And uh, Jacko, yeah, he's mentioned that um, uh, Brandy and Fittler have lost the plot and they've got very grumpy and defensive during interviews. Yeah, yep. watching um, Alexander getting questioned about Bradman Best was actually quite entertaining because he he was defensive, but he couldn't really give the reason why he was selected because they were kind of questioning, saying, you know, he had one good game against a less than great team and then mm. he gets the call up and he was saying like, no, he, it wasn't just because of one game, but to be honest, he hasn't really, you know, set the world alight. There was rumors, not even a, that long ago that Knights were trying to get rid of him. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Hopefully they, they go well and it's actually competitive. I, I could think of nothing worse than them getting smashed at home in a dead rubber contest. Um, yeah. And we've seen it when it's the other way, when it looks it's a dead rubber and Queensland are fighting back. They at least, they either win that third one or they're really competitive. So hopefully um, for the game's sake, it's a competitive game, but Queensland should still win. So Yeah, I think so. So we'll see if I can. Oh, look at that. I'm almost learning how to do this on my own. <laughs> um, we'll go into signings. There was only one and then we got some quick little updates today. So um the big one was um, the Bulldogs have signed Toby Sexton from the Titans, effective immediately until the end of 2024. Um, uh, not a, a handy pickup, I think. Toby Sexton, you know, he, he's not, you know, and now the greatest player on the planet, but I think he definitely is a lot better than what they've got in their half stocks at the moment. Um, and it, they need help there. Um, Matt Burden isn't a leading half so he kind of needs someone yeah. that can take some of the responsibility off him mm. um so yeah think a handy pickup for them there um what's your thoughts on on little toby yeah handy i think is a good word i i don't think it's going to be a turn the club's fortunes around uh, kind of signing um you know if say for instance if they somehow landed a Ben Hunt or something like that, um, that would have been a game-changer signing. But um, having watched the dogs on the weekend, <laughs> something needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and then the last two were just extensions. Um, the Broncos have extended Marty Tapao 
for another year. Um, so well done for him. He's been playing reasonably well for the Broncos. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the Raiders have extended Sebastian Chris until the end of 2027. And um, I think he's been doing very well for them. So um, well-deserved yeah. um, there. And then um, injuries. Um, we don't really have that many. Um, Jeremy Marshall King, um, unfortunately, is still having issues with his shoulder. And it's touch and go um, to play. Uh, Wayne Bennett basically said that he thinks they might be without him for the rest of the year, which um, is a massive loss. I'm just... I didn't do my research, so as as normal. Um, they have named him this week, so he, we, we'll see what happens, if he actually plays or not. Um, but if he is out for the season, massive loss for the Dolphins um, mm. there. But um, we also had head knocks for Felice Kafusi, Jake Turpin, Will Warbrook, and Pasami Salo. But due to multiple buys, the only teams that will be affected are the Dolphins and Raiders. And then um, Alessi Katoa from the Storm had surgery on his eye and he'll miss another three to four weeks. Um, so I think out of all of that, really, the, the biggest one is still Jeremy. So Yeah, definitely. Um, then Naughty Boy Corner. We, we've, got a, we've got a big one this week, Richie. Um, only two uh, bands due to um, on-field incidents. So um, Dale Finucan from Sharks has got two weeks for a grade one dangerous throw. And Alex Twile has got one week for a grade two dangerous contact. But we also had Dylan Brown and Josh Curran. So um, we didn't really cover what happened with these guys until we kind of decided behind closed doors we'd wait until the NRL had stepped in and made a plan. So Dylan Brown's been, uh, he's received a backdated seven game ban and a $40,000 fine by the NRL integrity unit after pleading guilty to two charges of touching a, a woman without consent. I think. It was sexual touching or something they called it. Um, yeah. Got to be careful with the words, you know, because of all the, the ad money we get on the show, Richie. Yeah. Um, and Josh Curran's received a, a backdated two-game ban and a $10,000 fine by the Integrity Unit after pleading guilty for assaulting a teenager at a nightclub last year. So um, Dylan Brown, I, I think he's got like two or three games of the ban left and Curran's got one left. Um, so, um, what's your take on all that? I, I, I don't know if we can argue if the bands are long enough and what have you for, for what it is, but, um, yeah, I think that's more for the Dylan Brown one than the current one. I think Curran's is fine. Um, I would have been happy with no bands, um, for Curran. Yeah. But... Yeah. Me too. Being a Warriors supporter, but yeah, I can, I can understand it. Um, having had to go to court and being involved in, in a scuffle there with which we all know know about. But yeah, Dylan Brown you'd think that would be uh, you know, that's a fairly serious one and quite high profile as well. So seven games I think I think he'd happily take that on the chin. I almost think it could have been a little bit more. Yeah, I think um, before that was announced, I think a lot of people were anticipating it could have been an end-of-season type yeah. deal. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be very happy with seven. Um, but it means he's not playing against the Warriors, so that's all I really was concerned about. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that was really all the news we had. Um, as normal, we've gone almost our whole show length on news. Um, we'll blame it on Paul. Um, 
But um, we may as well get into. Oh, we've got Mikey first. He said Karen set up big time. Yeah. Um, I still question why a 16 year old was in a nightclub at that time of night myself. Um, but yeah. And, b- we can- and by the sounds of things, harassing him, filming him, and that kind of stuff, you know, it's. See, you would you, only, you would want to only, slap some sense into somebody like that, wouldn't you? So you only do that if you're like me and the same size as the players. You know, if you're a little 16-year-old kid, you, you don't want to be doing it. Um, yeah. But we'll move into the round. It might be reasonably quick due to how many bloody uh, blowouts we had. But um, we'll kick off first with Thursday night's game with the Sharks defeating the Dragons 52-16. Quick for you, mate. You don't need to read out all these try scores. Um <laughs> Uh, nine tries to three. The Sharks' try scorers were uh, Nico Hines, Britton Nakora, Jesse Ramian, Tom Hazelton, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Will- William Kennedy, Silsifos uh, Talakai, Ronaldo Mulatalo again, and Britton Nakora again. So they shared the love around there. Three tries for the Dragons Ravalawa, uh, Tata Monga, and Tyrell Sloan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, short and sweet here. I basically had um, it was a training run for the Sharks. They scored at a relative frequent pace. Um, however, if you want to look at it a bit more critically, they need to watch their errors and discipline when facing top opposition. Yeah, very much what you said, just worded slightly differently, I guess. Uh, the result I was expecting, um, the Sharks ran through the Dragons with relative ease. So I was expecting that that much. It's the challenge for the Sharks is um, let's see them do this against the top eight team now. Yeah. And uh, your thoughts on the Dragons? Uh, I think your wooden spoon prediction for the Dragons is getting more and more solid as the weeks pass. Um, they're pretty much a team you can bank on taking the two points away from at this point of the season. So yeah. as as Ryan Carr said, they better keep their standards up. Yeah. To be honest, I feel like it's between – it's them and Tigers and who concedes more points is going to get the wooden spoon. Um, but, yeah, it's more of the same from the Dragons. Team, their heart doesn't look in it, and it's a long road ahead. They conceded 100 points in two weeks, um, mm. which, you know, is not great. Um, but, yeah, loving it. Loving it big time. So, uh, who is your player to stand out? Uh, it's pretty hard to look past their main man when they're performing like that. Nico Hines, uh, try a few tries, this eight from nine off the boot. Pretty sound yeah. day out. Yeah, I had the same. Um, I think he some of his kicks were a bit off early on, but I think once he got into the groove, um, he was just having a blinder. Yeah. Um, next game, Friday, uh, Rabbitohs 28, Warriors 6. Yeah, um, unfortunate one. Uh, five tries to one. Alex Johnston with a double. Cam Murray, uh, Tyron Munro on debut, and Blake Taff. One try for the Warriors, Marcelo Montoya. Yeah, um, worst performance of the year for the Warriors for me. Uh, real off night with plenty of errors. And they either had a game plan that didn't work or they didn't stick to what Webby told them. Um, Webby kind of said in post-match that they weren't doing what they had their game plan, but the way, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think his idea of what they should be able to do out there wasn't what was what suitable for wet weather. Um, mm. They're getting a reputation in my eyes as a team that can't play in the wet, which is ironic. 
um, for a team that probably trains um, in the rain more than any other team in the comp. Um, yeah, just a horrible, it's horrible timing for basically every player in the team to have their worst game of the year. Um, but possibly perfect timing for a wake-up call. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, obviously, a really unfortunate loss from the boys. That's the second time this year in really bad conditions where we and haven't looked good. Sit in both of them. I, I know, man. I know. <laughs> I feel sorry for you there, but yeah. That... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the second time this year in bad conditions where... You know, we just didn't look good in those conditions. So I think tactically, yeah. we weren't as good in the conditions as Souths were, and our completions were, were well down and where they needed to be. Um, I just hope we we take this game and treat it as a good lesson for the rest of the mm. year. Yeah. There was, um, before we move on to the Rabbits, there was like towards the end, um, watching them go out to the edges and whether we know, well, you have to, it's very easy to drag someone in that weather. Yep. And they keep, going up the edges and getting dragged over the sidelines when they yeah, really needed to just go up the middle. Yeah, infuriating. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, your thoughts on the Rabbits? Uh, I thought they were class, to be to be honest. They played the conditions perfectly. Near era free and in conditions like that is remarkable. I, th- I thought the kicking game was really good, executed their chances beautifully. Um, it's just a really unfortunate time for for them to return to that kind of form if, if you're a Warriors fan. Yeah, um, they've been under the pump um, recently, the Rabbits, but they played a near-perfect game in horrible conditions. The lowest error rate for them this season, and if you guys have watched the show enough this year, all I do is bitch and complain about the Rabbits' um, error yeah. rate. That's karma for one, you saying the, that. <laughs> the one night they decide to, I think they had three errors, and... What, only one of those errors was a drop ball, mm. um, which, you know, they're usually averaging between 10 and 14 errors a game in beautiful weather. So mm. um, maybe they just need to play in wet weather all the time and their their hands will be better. But um, <laughs> to be brutally honest, they just bullied the Warriors throughout the contest and, um, yeah, played thoroughly well. A very well-deserved win. I'm very disappointed in it as a Warriors fan, but um, I didn't leave that match going well, you know, the rabbits were lucky here. They completely outplayed them. Um, in my opinion, um, not as doom. I, it was very doom and gloom walking away, uh, partly because of the conditions and I couldn't feel my, my hands, 
But um, I think after watching it again at home, I, I got some more positives out of it, though, and that's a blip, not something that's going to set in for the Warriors, hopefully. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see when we talk about the game this week um, on next week's show. But uh, your player to stand out. Mm, I went with Cody Walker. I, yeah, I just thought some of the things he did in the wet. I think he threw one pass, which was a bit off that I that I remember, but um, kicking game, I, th- I thought South's short kicking game in general in those conditions are really good. It had us under all yeah. sorts of pressure, and yeah, I thought he was executing some of those really well. Yeah, I would have gone with him too, but I, I feel like I'm picking halves too much. So I went with Cam Murray. Um, thought Cam Murray, like the uh, a big difference between the two sides was that the pack dominated um, the Rabbits. Pack dominated the Warriors. One and Cam Murray is the is the key man you go to for um, getting that forward pack coming. So um, I went with him. Yeah, he, he had some great stats too. But um, yeah, thoroughly well deserved, and we will never talk of this game again. So yeah, um, please. Let's go on to the next Friday night game. Panthers defeating the Storm, 34-16. Yeah, the battle of uh, two teams I really don't like. So, um, (laughs) yeah, happy one way, but kind of feeling different at the same time. Six tries to two. Stephen Crichton, Isaac Tungle grabbed two. Liam Martin, Zach Hosking, and Brian Toor. Uh, Two tries for the Storm. They were the first two tries of the game. Harry Grant. And Nelson Osofa Solomona, which was a little bit of a dodgy try. <laughs> yeah, so um, I missed this game live because I was coming back from the Warriors game, but I watched it the next day. And it was a slow start for the Panthers, um, but they made the most of the opportunities they were given by the Storm. Um, doesn't matter who's missing from this team, you just know the Panthers are always going to be competitive. Um, so you can't give them those extra opportunities. Um, but what's your take on, on Penrith? Yes, like I said before, slow out of the gates with Melbourne getting the first two tries. Uh, but once they clicked, it was classic Panthers, um, such a classy professional team. Uh, you know, miss, missing players still perform like that. Um, I have to tip my hat to them as much as I dislike them. Yeah, and uh, your take on the Storm? Really good start. Um, look like world beaters in the first sort of 15 minutes there. Um, but I felt like the longer the game went on, um, the less we saw from them, you know, and the Panthers sort of just took over from there. So, um, yeah, the start of the match is kind of like, wow, this is the storm we all know. Um, and then they give you a reminder that they're, you know, from time to time this year, they're not, they're not quite where they traditionally are. Yeah, it's um, the storm I thought that first 20 minutes was the team um, that I predicted to win. And then the, the they screwed me over. I got both games wrong Friday night. But yeah. um, Jack O mentioned before I talk about the uh, the storm, Jack O mentioned the Panthers look the goods. Their odds on for a three-peat premiership. Yeah, to be honest, I still think there's other teams that could could do the job. But if you're not putting money on the Panthers, you're, you're not betting wisely, really. Yeah. Um, they just know how to win. They got that culture right now. But um, the Storm, um, they showed up in the first half, as you said, that, that first 20 minutes type thing. But the lack of respect for the ball in the second ruined any chances they had at getting the win. Um, a performance like this may have seen them beat several other teams, but not the defending champs. Mm. 
Uh, your player. I think we picked the same one this time. Yeah, I think he was... Yeah, Isaac Tungo. I thought he stood out quite clearly. Yeah. A couple, tri- couple tries looked devastating all night. Yeah, so yeah, I picked Tungo as well. Uh, first game on Saturday, uh, the game we're all looking to watch to see what would happen in the second half. Uh, the Raiders defeating the Titans, 26-22. Uh, yeah, and it was very close, this one. Four tries apiece. Um, potentially should have been five to the Titans. Um, for the Raiders, Albert Hopaware, Sebastian Chris, Matt Timoko, and Hudson Young. Uh, for the Titans, David Fafida with one, probably should have been two. Jojo Fafida, Khan Pereira, and Fasul Malawi were the try scorers. Yeah, so um, close match like we anticipated, um, but a try and penalty goal in the final 10 minutes proved the difference for Canberra. Um, big effort from their pack helped them take control. Um, confidence boosting win, I think, for, for Canberra, but with 11 penalties conceded, um, they need to work on their discipline um, as it may cost them next time. Um, your take on Canberra? Um, I thought they made a good start, but as they do, they they let the opposition back into the game a lot of the time. Um, so the Titans made their way back into the match. Um, a long, long-range try from Matt Tomoko and sort of strange circumstances where Khan Pereira was going to... F- for a try down one end and dropped the ball in the end goal and Titans all sort of stopped and then <laughs> Matt Timoko ran the length. Um, that, that was kind of a turning point in the match and, and helped Canberra take control back uh, before having to hold off a late fight back from the Titans. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on the Titans, though? I thought they were competitive here. Um I think they have every right to feel upset with one, one of David Fafita's, which should have been a try, ha- having that ruled no try. Um, I thought he was he was just going for the ball and he was kind of blocked off the ball. Um, but, you know, I th- I th- they kept fighting the whole match and, and weren't far off for a result in Canberra, which is always hard. Um both teams scored two tries in the second half, so it was... That's a win that, for both of them in my eyes. Yeah, they at least showed something in the second half, these these teams. Yeah, no, Jacko mentioned the Titans were robbed by the bunker. Imagine if that was us being the Warriors. Yeah, so I look at it that way. I looked at the call and went, oh, it could go either way, but I'm not really that fussed. If it was the Warriors in that situation, though, I know what my opinion would be. So, um, yeah, I think it was a bit hard done by, but, you know... There's not many teams out there that can't say they were hard done by on a call by the bunker. Um, for me, it looked like there. for me it looked like Jamal Fogarty was just trying to run in his line and, and prevent him from chasing the ball. Um, I still think that's fine though as well. Um, you, yeah, if you're but, going for the ball in the end goal, but yeah, I don't know. Fafita's a big bloke. He just ran through him. Yeah, should have been a try. It <laughs> should have been a try. But, um, yeah, Titans, as you just said, they were up for this match, um, and they showed a better second half this time. They made 11 errors, though, which didn't help them, and while ahead on the penalty count, it was the poor timing. Um, Defence still needs a lot of work, and, yeah, um, a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda with the bunker Mm. decision, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, I think they'll be a bit more confident um, that they showed some heart in that second half. So hopefully that spurs them on to some better performances. But uh, your player to stand out? 
I went for David Feeder. I grabbed someone in the losing team yeah. this time around. How could you? He cost him the game with that muff try, mate. You know, <laughs> I don't think that's his fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like what I see from him this year. Um, and I've hung and hung enough crap on him the past couple of seasons. I I got to give him his due when I see him uh, playing the way he's playing. He's flat track bully. He's the forward version of Mitch Moses, Matt. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, he he had a great game. Um, but I went with Joseph Tuppany. Um, think he was just a beast in the middle of the park for the Raiders, and um, he just tunes out the meters, which is exactly what you're paying him for. So, um, yeah, thought it was a good showing from him. And um, hopefully one day it would be great if we could lure him home. But um, we'll move on to um, the next game. Cowboys defeating the Tigers 74-0, Richie. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Wow. I'll just Um, just have a nap while you go through all the the try scores. Yeah, 13 tries, all to the one team. Uh, Tom Dead and Sammy Valame, Luciano Lelua, Scott Drinkwater times two, I believe. Murray Talangi times three. Valentine Holmes times two. Semi Vellame got another. Jeremiah Nanai, Jordan McLean. I may have missed somebody there. I don't think I did, but yeah, yeah. wow. 13 tries to nil. Yeah, so Cowboys, their newfound form continues. Uh, hard to gauge due to their opposition, but it was an amazing attacking display um, that has shot them right up into top eight contention. No, we said there was still a chance, but they're knocking on the door now. Um, mm. Some of those top current um, current top eight teams will be watching over their shoulders nervously about this Cowboys outfit. Um, your take on the on the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm brilliant. Obviously, I'm I'm quite mad with the Tigers for letting it get that many because that's that's quite the season season turning result potentially. The mm. the kind of good. The kind of good that 70 po- 74 points to nil does for your points differential um, in, a top, in a tight competition. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> that's done, done the Cowboys a massive, massive favour. But yeah, the training was, runs. It was only a couple of weeks ago where the Tigers put 66 on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, really weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, training run, uh, obviously brilliant attacking displays throughout the whole team. I thought particularly from Drinkwater and, and Tommy Dearden, but but everyone was in a mood in this game. Mm. And um, you probably won't have to go for long, but your thoughts on the Tigers? Yeah, awful, pitiful. <laughs> you could come up with quite a few words. Um, but, yeah, no attack, non-existent defense. I can see them in a shootout for the wooden spoon with the Dragons. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I, I, yeah, basically the same. 16 areas they made, next to no possession and no points. Um, not much more you can really say in a dark day for the Tigers. Um, player, your player of the day. You could have picked a few. For me, the two standouts were drink water and dead. And I, I, I went dead because I thought you might go drink water. So, yeah. Um, yeah, both of them, lots of. Boatload of tries, just tries. They, they were both brilliant. Yeah, drink water. I went with. He had five tries and scored two tries himself. Um, mm. So yeah, great day out for for everyone. Really, I don't think you could pick anyone there that had an off night. So 
Yeah. Um, well done. Um, next game, Broncos defeating the Dolphins 24-16. Um, and um, while we're talking about it, Simon, if you send us your picks, because Paul's not here, so I have to write them down. Um, yep, so this one was five tries to three. The Broncos, uh, Sal and Cobo grabbed a hat-trick. Herbie Farnworth grabbed two. Uh, for the Dolphins, Cody Nakarima, Valence Tifare, and Jeremy Marshall-King with the try scores. Yeah, so um, it was a closer scoreline than I thought it would be, um, but it felt like the Broncos were not really struggling. Um, their forwards are in the middle of the park and with a live wire like Selwyn Cobo out there, you just knew that the Broncos were like one pass away from crossing the try line again. Um, we'll survive without Reese Walsh with ease, I think. Yeah, I see. Um, I see. Caden's asked us a question or asked me a question, which we'll answer in the question section, Caden. So, um, I've started. Yeah. So, yeah, you go back. Sorry, Broncos. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite an entertaining game. Good, strong rivalry match between the two Brisbane sides. Um, it's really good for the Broncos to bag the result, even missing Walsh, Flegler, and Jordan Ricky. We've all been uh, really, really good for them this year. Um, yeah, some amazing individual brilliant, brilliance from Selwyn Cobo helped seal the result late in the game. Yeah, your thoughts on the Dolphins? Uh, much better fight this week from, from the Dolphins, who have had a tough month and a bit. Um, yeah, I thought this was a much better showing from them this week. Unfortunately for them, still no result, though, and you know, they're on a bit of a slide now, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, the Dolphins were more competitive than I expected. Um, they looked more composed on attack with Sean O'Sullivan back and Conrad Harrell 2.0 had another solid match. Um, but the Dolphins, they just couldn't last the 80, but they showed heart. I know yeah. it's great to praise that, but you want to come away with the win. But, mm. you know, it's a step in the right direction, I think. Um, it wasn't like they were playing a bottom eight or bottom nine team here. They were playing, you know, a top four team and, you know, competed so yeah well done on that your player to stand out oh i put Selwyn cobo uh three yeah. tries um the chip and chase one where there was just nothing on and it that wouldn't really change the game uh, mm. the the dolphins were really in it until then um yeah i thought he was just doing things that not a lot of players can do and cobo shoney can do that sort of thing yeah, I um, went to my, my usual bag of tricks and back to prop. Um, I went with Payne Haas. Uh, he had 224 minute, metres and 67 minutes. And um think, yeah, helped set a platform for guys like Cobbo to get all the glory out the back, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, well done on him. Um, next game, another one that might be uh, quick. Knights defeating the Bulldogs, 66-0. Yeah, this one was only 11 tries to nil, so not quite the 13 the Cowboys got. But So the Knights' try scorers were Jackson Hastings with two, Bradman Best with three, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Phoenix Crossland, Kurt Mann, Greg Marzu, Inari Tuala. Crossland grabbed a second. Yeah, so... Um kind of rinse and repeat what we just talked about not that long ago but yeah um knights didn't really have anyone to play against here um but to their credit they didn't let the foot off 
um they didn't relax and just go okay we've got this in the bag let's just um you know have a have a nice afternoon um the Knights, they'll hope to build on this effort, although I don't think the rest of their matches will be this easy. Agreed. <laughs> Definitely agreed. Um, yeah, they looked unstoppable, the Knights, uh, in this game. Um, I certainly didn't see the scoreline coming. Um, but, the, yeah, the Knights really made the doggies pay for for not turning up um, to the tune of 11 tries to nil. So doesn't get a lot more comprehensive than that only only really the game a couple before it um yeah. but yeah if, if you're the knights you're you're pretty pleased with that and your take on on the doggies you can almost repeat what i said about the tigers, <laughs> the tigers. <laughs> yeah terrible showing from them um which earned them a stern booing from their home fans um you don't really want to encourage that sort of thing but i think it was almost deserved yeah um yeah same for me really rinse and repeat what i said about the tigers too many errors not enough ball um doggies were never meant to be this bad though richie um and how they got here i don't know um gould um he apparently has a plan but doesn't appear to be working um they'll need a massive bounce back in 2024 but this year's over um yeah I know they've got some good players coming in next year, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We we kind of, I personally, before the season started, had them above the Warriors performance-wise mm. on what we saw and the fact that they are, you know, fighting it out with the Dragons and Tigers for worst team in the comp. Um, it's not what you're paying all that, all that money for when you've got supposedly the best coach from ben, Benrith as well um yeah i don't know i i just went over what i talked about the tigers with it but yeah um shocking shocking display they they should be embarrassed um but your player i know we picked the same this time we did better we haven't picked the same player in every game like we did last week yeah uh yeah bradman best uh, three tries if you ask some people in the media circles he played his way into a rep team off the back of this great performance. So, but he was very good. Um, yeah. Damaging. Yeah, I went with him too. It was back to his damaging self that we got used to seeing last season, admittedly against paper thin defense. So it made everyone look like a champion, but give him credit where it's, where it's due. I thought he played really well. Um, mm. But that takes us to the last game of the round uh seagulls defeating roosters 18 to 16. um spoilers this was the difference between you me and simon and our picking because you backed the roosters yet again the roosters let you down i hate them stupid <laughs> roosters you have to stop picking them mate <laughs> uh this one was three tries each so yeah i'm gonna blame sandon smith for this one missing a kick um yeah. Daly Cherry Evans had two tries. Ben Trevojevic had the third for Manly. Uh, the Roosters' try scores were Junior Ponga, James Tedesco, Joey Manu. Yeah, um, so at least we ended the round with a tight contest. Um, Seagulls made too many errors, but they pressed the Roos, uh, Roosters' defence all day. Big effort from the forwards. Um allowed DCE to get some strong performances from his back line, and they built pressure, which 
made it almost inevitable um, that the match-winning try was coming. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, it was a good result for the Seagulls picking up the win here against against the struggling Roosters. I thought they were guided over the line well by their leader DCE, who just continues to have a really good year and, and particularly in rep, rep, rep jersey. But you know, he's when when Manly are playing well, he's always at the at the heart of it. So yeah, um, good result for them. Yeah, and your take on your predicted premiers, the Roosters? Uh, I thought it was another kick in the guts for the another kick in the guts result for the Roosters. It's really hard to see them featuring in the top eight this year, which is quite remarkable to think about. If if you look at their roster on paper and look at where they have been for a few years, um, yeah, unless they can find some sort of turnaround really quickly, I think. It's almost time to start drawing a line through them. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Roosters, though, to their credit, they at least showed up this week. Um, they've been dreadful for most of the season and started out, but they're starting to look like an NRL side again. Um, however, they missed 46 tackles and conceded eight penalties, um, which basically you can eliminate yourself from winning just on those two stats alone. Um mm. As you said, though, yeah, a lot of work's been done at this club, and um, I think some honest conversations need to be made. Um, mm. Yeah, team team of champions doesn't beat a champion team, you know. That's that cliche. That kind of feels like what they got. Um, yeah, it's sort of like the opposite of Moneyball. They're just going for all the big names and hoping that they'll work, but that's not how how footy works. Um, your player of the day, I think we picked the same one to end the end the round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DCE, very good yeah. again. A couple of tries. Led the team around really well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I went with him too. Thought it was a great showing from him. So that was the round. So we'll go into our picks, uh, if I can get it up. Yeah, look at that. Um, so Simon got six out of eight, only got two wrong, and is leading 86 out of 136. Um, I got six out of eight as well, getting the Warriors Storm game wrong. Um, and I'm 82 out of 136. And Richie, you let us down again with five out of eight, um, sitting behind dead last 79 out of 136. And um, before we go into the latter, Jacko said, Chookies look like an entitled club who don't know what to do when things go wrong. I think that's a very apt description. Um, they yeah. expect to be a top eight team and a premiership threat all the time. Um, there's a leak in the boat, and they don't know how to plug it. Mm. Uh, did you yep. want to say something else about the the tipping comp there, Richie? It looked like you were ready to. Oh yeah, no, I just like the way you added a bit of GST onto my result there, saying dead last. Uh, dead I'm last. not that far. I'm not that far off, mate. Um, there's still You're time. Falling further and further behind. It wasn't that long ago when we were tied, and I was only second by alphabet. Um, but you know. I, I'm slowly chipping away at Simon's lead, but I think he it was too big at the start when he was whooping us. Um, but yeah, we'll move into the, if I can figure out how to do this while we're here, look at that. The ladder. There we go. Um, I think I did top eight last week, didn't I? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, so you do top eight and I'll do bottom nine. Uh, okay, Penrith and... Brisbane, still one and two. 
Cronulla have moved up to third. Melbourne, fourth. Canberra have moved up to fifth. Parramatta up to sixth. Rabbitohs up to seventh. Unfortunately for us, that result on the weekend has moved us down to eighth, right on the edge there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the bottom nine, we've got the uh, Cowboys shot all the way up to ninth. Uh, Titans um, moved down to 10th. Manly to 11th. Dolphins are 12th. Roosters are 13th. Knights are 14th. Bulldogs are 15th. Dragons have gone up to 16th. And then the Tigers have gone to 17th due to the points differential. Um, yeah, real, still real tight. Um, yeah. Yeah, scarily tight for looking at the uh, where the Warriors are placed right now. Um, mm. It is really. I think there was. Um, it was. I think it was Jacko earlier on made a comment. I'll see if I can find it again. Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, cows are a good chance of making the eight. They just can't afford a couple of off games, which is exactly what we're seeing here. The Warriors had an off game and went all the way down to eighth. Where you know, yeah. if they had won that, they'd be you know fifth or sixth right now. Um, mm. so yeah, not great, but hopefully, um, they don't, they've only been out of the eight, um, one week this year. So hopefully it stays that way, but we'll move into questions. Um, we really only have one question from the group that we hadn't answered already. And that was from Caden. He said, um, here and now who wins in a race to the bottom between the dragons and tigers, uh, dragons. I honestly can, I honestly think. The Tigers will really struggle, particularly without Epi Epi Corusau and Luke Brooks for a while. They, um, yeah, I think I think they're on a course for the for the bottom spot. Yeah, so I'm looking. They got the Dragons have the Raiders this week. Then they have a bye. Then they have the Tigers, which you basically say that's going to be the decider. Could be whoever yeah. whoever wins that game. Um, then they have Manly, then they have the Eels, then they have the Rabbits, then they have the Storm, then they have the Warriors, then the Knights. So that's not a great run for the Dragons. Um, I could honestly say maybe they win the game against the Tigers and that's it. Um, and then looking at the Tigers, um, this is entertaining watching me scroll, but um, they have the Sharks this week, then they Lost. have the Knights. Lost. Then they have that Dragons game. Probably lost. Then they have the Rabbits. Then they have the Raiders. Then they have the Warriors. Then they have the Dolphins. Then they have the Roosters. And then they have the Manly. So effectively, I could say the Tigers and the Dragons lose every game left, bar whoever wins the game when they play each other. It could um, be that way. Yeah. I, I think, you know, they could surprise us. You never know. Um um, yeah, it, it's it's just really tight. You know, the Tigers have beaten the Panthers. I'll keep going back to that. You know, um, the Dragons. Who did the Dragons upset someone too? The Rabbits. The Dragons beat the Rabbits. So do they have another one like that in the tank? I don't think so. Um, I think the Dragons are more likely to surprise someone than the Tigers without a couple of their best without, players. Without RP and that, yeah. So, mm. um, yeah, you would. Your safe money is probably on the Tigers to get the spoon, but I hate those dragons, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll die on that on that little little claim. So um, we'll go uh, with your question first. 
Yep. So um, when you see games as one-sided as we saw on the weekend and a couple of teams still struggling to pick up wins, do you still think the NRL expanding is viable or destined to fail? Um, I still think it's viable for like one more team. Like, cause we've got to remember we started the comp really well with a lot of real tight games uh, as the season's gone on and injuries and origin have come into effect. We've seen some blowouts and, hmm. you know, towards as the season goes on, you expect to see a bit of a divide between the good teams and the bad, which we're kind of seeing now, unfortunately. Um, there's just some real bad teams. Um, you know, and the fact that we're not talking about the Dolphins, who are the new team, kind of shows that maybe it's not that bad. It's teams that have existed for a while that are struggling. Mm. Um, and that's not down to, you know, um, a weak thing in the talent pool. It's down to, you know, bad coaches, bad players and bad organisations. Um, so I think it, it, it's still fine. If they start talking about making it like a 25-team comp or something, then, yeah. But I think if they move it to one more so we don't have a buy every week, um, I think they'll be okay. It's all how they do it and where yeah. they do it at. So, yeah, I, I think it will still be fine. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be behind them just getting rid of the Dragons, making it back to a 16-team comp. That <laughs> would fix everybody's problems. Um, you got any say on it before we move to mine? Yeah, actually, my thoughts even without hearing what you, you just said, were pretty similar. I, I think it would be fine provided they don't don't go bananas right off the bat. If, if it was just an extra team and it was done well and that you know they, they got given good resource and time to come up with a good roster and a, a decent coach, that, that'd be fine. I think if you start going in with multiple new teams is when it would start getting hard. Yeah. And yeah, like um, Simon said, it doesn't matter if there's a couple of teams struggling at the bottom, but you do need the competition to expand. But um, teams are always going to have, yeah, every comp is always going to have a couple of teams that are just shit shows. Um, mm. It's just the nature of the beast. And um, Simon says he thinks 20 would be the max. Mikey asks, when when does it stop? And then Simon suggests to replacing the Dragons with Illawarra Steelers. Um, or just split them up again split them up again it, it's it's no coincidence two of the worst teams in the comp are ones that did the merger because the mergers never seem to like working together over there um balmain and west don't seem to like talking to each other and illawarra and saint george don't like talking to each other and it, it replicates on the field but yeah um we'll see what happens but my mm. question for you before we go into the next round um, we've already looked at the ladder just just moments ago. Who was a top eight team you think will miss finals and a bottom nine team you think that will replace them? Uh, looking, the I can bring the ladder. No, 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 that's all right. I, 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 I've got the ladder in my head. So the the top eight as I see it, it as it is ladder. now. Okay, yeah, yep. for for context, there you go. The top eight as it is now, I think could well be what it ends up as. Um, but I do think North Queensland, if they retain their form, are knocking pretty hard. If they were to if they were to break their way in, the team I see dropping out out of that top eight would either be Canberra or if 
unfortunately, and I and I was asked this question by you a week or two ago, do I see them as a top four team? And I said I could. <laughs> now you're going to say they're going to drop. <laughs> it, it's possible. Uh, if we choke it, I don't think we'll choke it because I think our, our run home is good enough for us to retain our spot. Um, so, sorry, Simon. Maybe that means Canberra in my books might drop out if North Queensland hold their form. Yeah, I think Cowboys are definitely going to make it. And, yeah, I'm kind of – I'm way more sitting on the fence. I think it's either the Raiders, the Eels, the Rapids, or the Warriors that miss out. Um, it all depends. Like, the next couple of weeks, the Warriors have a pretty tough run. Those other teams have difficult games in that run home as well. And it's all yeah. going to be who loses their bundle more often than they win, um, which is kind of how the competition works anyway. But um, – those are the four teams out of that eight that I think are more susceptible to dropping their bundle. Um, yep. I'm not. I don't expect Penrith, Brisbane, um, Melbourne Sharks are a bit more on the fence. But I think, yeah, Sharks. It depends how many top eight teams have got to face in the run home. That's a good um, point. What's their run home? Um, run home for the Sharks is. Yeah, I'm looking it up too. Sharks. Go scroll all the way down. So they have the Tigers, the One. Warriors, Loss, <laughs> Sea Eagles, yeah. Panthers, Rabbitos. Rabbits, Titans, Cowboys, Cowboys, Knights, Raiders. So they do See, have there's... some games that they can yeah. slip there. Um, they do, but they've also got some very winnable games in there. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's really tough. Um, it's yeah, a stupid yeah. question. I don't know why I bothered asking it. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's that tight that this yeah, it could stay the same like I like I said, or it could be completely different. Yeah, it, it's all going to depend on who finds hot form at the right time. Yeah, definitely. So um, we'll go into round 19 now. Um, we actually get to talk about a Warriors game. Um, Warriors versus Eels. Um, I'll let you name the Warriors team. Um, pretty much the same as last week, really, to be honest. But Yep, pretty much. Chance named it fullback. Uh, DWZ, Marcelo Montoya, wingers, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey, centres. Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson is named, but may not play, as we've already discussed. Adam Blake, Bunty R4, Wade Egan, front row. Jackson Ford, Mitch Barnett, edge back rowers, Torhu Harris, 13th lock and captain. Interchange, Dylan Walker, Bailey Seren, and Tom Ale, Freddie Lussick. Yeah. And the Eels, we've got Sean Russell at fullback, uh, Mike Acevo and Isaac Lumilumi on the wings. Um, Will Penasini and Bailey Simonson in the centres. Uh, Ryan Madison and Dejan Arce in the halves. Um, Ofaeki Ogden and Junior Bolo in the front row. Brendan Hands at hooker. Bryce Cartwright and Andrew Davies in the second row. And Jermaine Hopgood's been named at lock, but maybe missing out due to origin, depending on what happens. And then on the interchange, we've got Luca Moretti, Joe Offi and Gowie, Sean Lane making his return, and uh, Makahisi Makatoa. Um so Simon's picked the Warriors. So have I. Um, could be a bit more dicey if SJ doesn't make that flight, 
But um, mm. I think if there's any time you want to face the Eels at home um, without King Gutho and Flat Track Bully um, and um, Regan Campbell-Gillard and possibly Jermaine Hopgood and Dylan Brown, um, mm. it, it's kind of a good time. But we've slipped on this type of opportunity before. We have. Uh, I'm going to pick us as well, though. Just looking at the Eels team on paper, it's very, uh, you know, it's thrown together, replacing replacing their big players, t- to be fair. Uh, Mitch Moses, Gutho, a lot, of, a lot of what they do well come off of those two in particular. Um, playing Ryan Madison in the halves, it's talented guy but definitely not his best spot so uh, he, we should... he he did play all right for them in the halves a few weeks ago when moses was out for he Origin. did he oh that's what i mean he's a talented guy and he can fill that hole but um yeah. he's not a, a dejan rc ryan madison's definitely not a mitch moses dylan brown uh, yeah. i'd be a lot more worried i'd be a lot more worried with that so i think even if sean johnson doesn't make the trip I, I still think we've we've got enough to do it. Yeah, and Jacko, I didn't mention it um, in my review this week or in our review of the game. Um, Jacko doesn't get the bench with Freddie Lusick and Surinan both on it. Doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense to me either. I feel like they're filling the same role. Um, the only time it would matter if they're deciding that Bailey's going to be just an out and out forward and not play in the dummy role. But then we saw that. But in that situation last week, they didn't even bring Lusick on. Mm. Um, and I think if you're not going to bring him on, um, put a forward there instead that you'll use. What, okay. What would what would you do then? If Sean's out, or what would I do in general? With with that bench, who who are you replacing? Who are you taking out, Serenin or Lusick, and who are you putting in a spot? Um. Oh, that's true because we don't really have anyone, do we? Well, we do. If you're keen on giving someone a a debut, or just giving someone like like Zion uh, Mau a crack, like Jacko says, yeah, yeah um, I would probably give someone like Kalani going a go. He he's been going to right New South Wales Cup, keeps getting named on the extended bench. If you're going to you you know Tom Ali only gets like ten minutes a game now. Um, yeah. Jacko does say that he would like to see Zion get a shot. I think Zion's going to be a name featured heavily next year. Mm. Um, it's hard to judge because I'm only watching little bits of him in New South Wales Cup, but I, I like the cut of his jib. So mm. um, it's it's definitely tough missing near Corey and Curran at the same time. Yeah, because yeah, that's it. Lusick, Lusick wouldn't be there if Curran was allowed to play. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that makes it a bit harder. But, yeah, if you've got a guy on the bench, bloody use him. That I was getting infuriated with that, just thinking either starting Lusick last week and bringing Egan on a bit like the Rabbitohs did or throwing him on for a spell to give Egan a rest um, mm. could have made some difference in the game. I'm not saying they would have won, but it would have been good to see something happen. But, yeah, it'll be interesting um, watching it um, – Without getting wet, I can pay more attention this week to see see what they do. Um, But we'll go on to the rest of the round. Um, Shorter round, obviously, because of origin. Mm. Um, So first game on Thursday night is the Tigers-Sharks. 
Um, Sharks be loving it getting dragons and tigers week to week. Um, I've gone with the the tigers, obviously. Um, no, <laughs> sharks. Um, I've gone with sharks, and so is Simon. Um, seems like a logical pick. Yeah, sharks. Definitely. Sharks. I was hoping I could trick you and you'd go tigers. Um, next game up, dragons raiders. I've gone raiders, and so is Simon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go dragons here. You going dragons? Yeah, I'll write it down. I'll write it down. No, no, no. Put it down. I'm, I'm actually. Um, you serious? Know, they're you playing at home. It's the Origin Week. Um, All right. Oh. Uh, it's it is probably seventy thirty in favor of being a um, a spite tip. It's a definite yeah. spite tip. Um, put me down. Put me down. I need to catch up. Yeah, that's true. You, you need you need to go against the the flow. Um, yeah, well done. Um, then we've we've gone Eels Warriors. We've all picked the Warriors. Um, Jacko's backing you here. He said he actually thinks Dragons at home could cause an upset. Um, yeah, I don't see it. You guys are delusional, but you know, <laughs> it, it's their own. Um, next game is Rabbits Bulldogs. Um, me and Simon both gone Rabbits. Yes, Rabbits. I was going to say you're not going to make two stupid decisions in one week. I'm sure. No. no. And then last game, uh, Titans, Dolphins. Simon's gone with Titans. I've gone with Dolphins. I've gone Dolphins too. Uh, Titans are missing a couple of pretty big players through Origin. Yeah, um, we'll see. So, um, yeah, so we've all agreed on the Sharks being the Tigers. Um, me and Simon have picked correctly that the Raiders will win. You've gone Dragons. We've all picked the Warriors. We've all picked the Rabbits. And then you and I have picked the Dolphins, and Simon's picked the Titans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting, interesting um, round, and then obviously yeah, everyone else gets a buy. Um, but yeah, now we're into uh, Jacko's favorite part of the show, which is Super League. So um, cheers for joining us, Jacko. Thank we'll you, see Jacko. You next week. Pleasure as always. So um, yeah, Catalans are at top of the table um, with twenty six points, but Lee and Wigan have moved to second and third, sending Warrington down to fourth. Um, after their loss to Leeds, and Wakefield are still last despite getting their second one of the season, Richie. They got another yep. one. Um, yep. So, yeah, we had uh, Leeds defeated Warrington 22-6. to uh, Wakefield defeated Salford 32-6. Um, Lee defeated Hull KR 34-4. St. Helens defeated Castleford 22-0. Wigan defeated Uddersfield 22-6. Let's go, Wigan. Cattle- Catalans defeated uh, Hull FC 28-18. And then this week, uh, we've got Wakefield versus Wigan, Castleford versus Lee, Warrington versus St. Helens, Catalans versus Uddersfield, Hull KR versus Hull FC, and Salford versus Leeds. Um, and yeah, uh, Simon said, how much is Paul going to lose on the TV this week? Not sure. Since he left us early, um, I'll send him a message of the games that we all got to write. And um, he'll do his multi and we'll lose him more money. And, um, yeah, Simon said he's very shocked um, that Wakefield won a game. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually was surprised when I looked at the ladder and I saw that they got some more points. I was like, how did that happen? And went back and saw that they won. Decent Um, margin too. Decent margin against a decent team. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, well done on them um, for doing that. But anything else you want to add? Um, no, I just shout out to you, Brad, for what you've done with your hair. It 
you're looking good, but um, more importantly, great cause. Um, so, yeah, really well done. And thanks, everyone, for the chat. Fun as always. Yeah, um, I look a lot better from mugshot now. I look more criminal with, with no hair. So um, it is what it is. But, yeah, thank you to everyone that donated um, to it. Um, stoked to have um, got as much money as I could for, for the course. Um, but, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in tonight and joining us on Standoff with Brad and Rich. Um, for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or YouTube um, or at your convenience on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, cheers for joining me again, Richie, and good night, everyone. Yes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 